Welcome to Sunday Morning at Faith Assembly, featuring the ministry of Senior Pastor Phil Goss. We're glad you've joined us. Now, here's Pastor Goss. We're in a series that we've entitled, God Speaks at Christmas. And today what we're going to look at as he speaks to a servant. A servant. It's what you and I are all called to be, and especially here. So let's read the Christmas story. It begins right here. This is kind of the first part of it. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent an angel Gabriel to Nazareth, village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary, and she was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greeting, favored woman, the Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed. Great phrases there. Mary tried to think of what the angel could mean. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her. You found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. And he'll be very great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David. He will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. And Mary asked the angel, but uh, how can this happen? I'm I'm a virgin. The angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you and the baby to be born will be holy and he will be called the Son of God. What's more, your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age and people used to say she was barren but she's conceived a son and he's now in his sixth month for the word of God will never fail. And Mary responded, here it is, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. And then the angel left her. We're going to look at this morning, what does it mean to be this servant? What does it mean for you and I to come to this place, to be like Mary, so that we can serve God as she served God? So let's, let's begin, and it begins with a, a, a principle, so to speak, that I think you and I wrestle with more than we care to admit, that I have to admit that I don't understand. Now, I don't know about you, but there's a lot of things about God I don't understand. There's a lot of things about life I don't understand. In fact, there's more things that I understand than what I do understand, and notice what Mary said, confused and disturbed. What, what could this angel mean? In another place in verse 34, she said, how can this happen? I'm a virgin. It's a whole confusing to her. It's not an issue of doubt. It's an issue of awe. It's an issue of wonder. It's an issue of what? This is going to happen? How is this going to happen? I, I, I don't understand it. I don't have it figured out. And here's something in life that each one of us have to come to grips with as Christians. It's hard for us. It's difficult. And that's this. You and I will never understand God. I mean, I can't understand my wife. I can't understand you. I can't understand me let alone try to understand God. And I don't know about you, but there's been so many times in my life as I've served God, that God, what are you doing? God, how's this all going to work out? What's going on? And God, you want to use me to do what? You ever been there? You know, God, this is just kind of 
beyond my comprehension. And I kind of see what you're doing and moving, but I tell, where's this going to turn out? And that's Mary. You know, how's this going to turn out? What are you going to do? You're going to use me? How can it be? But yet the writer in Ecclesiastes puts it very clearly. He says, you know, uh, just as you cannot understand the path of the wind or the mystery of a tiny baby growing in its mother's womb, so you cannot understand the activity of God who does all things. So that tells us up front, I can't understand God. Right? The prophet wrote about it in Isaiah chapter 55, verse 8. He says, look, my thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord. My ways are far beyond anything, now notice the word, you could imagine now, some of you, your imagination can go in incredible places, can't it? But when it comes to God, his ways are far beyond what you can even imagine. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. It doesn't make sense. God you're going to do this, you're going to use me. God, when life is happening all around me, you want me to do what? How am I going to do this? Just question after question after question. And it's not because we don't believe in God. It's because, God, I can't even imagine, first of all, that you want me to be involved in this. Second of all, that you're going to do this with me? And God, there's some things that have happened in my life and, and probably yours where you're saying, okay, God, I know that you work everything out for good. I don't know how you can work this one out for good. I don't see any good coming out. You ever been there? You know, I, I, I don't get it. And so, God, you're going to do what? And God, I don't always like this. And you and I have to come to a place just as Mary had to come to a place, this is beyond my imagination. This is beyond my understanding. And God, I accept the fact that I do not understand what you're doing. And even if you set me down and tried to explain it to me, I probably still wouldn't get it because your ways are far. Paul writes about that in Romans chapter 11. He says this, Oh, how great are God's riches and wisdom and knowledge. How impossible, what's the word? Impossible it is for us to understand his decisions and his ways. And yet how much time do we spend trying to understand it, right? For who can know the Lord's thoughts and who knows enough to give him advice? Now, I'll be honest with you. There have been times when I've gave the Lord some advice. And you have too, haven't you? We've tried, God, if you'll just do this and this, it'll all work out fine. I've got this all figured out. Listen to me. But he usually doesn't, does he? And who has given him so much that he needs to pay it back. God doesn't owe us anything, does he? For everything comes from him and exists by his power and is intended for his glory. All glory to him forever. Amen.
God, I don't understand. Now, you have to come to that point in your walk with God. That's why in other places in the scripture, it says the righteous will live by faith. Faith means I don't understand it, but I still believe it. I don't understand God, but I still believe in him. And you see, one of the great barriers for people serving God is that they want to understand everything. They want it all explained to them. They want it all laid out, packaged nicely, so that it makes sense, logical, step one, step two, step three. This is how it works. This is how he works. This is what he does. This is how he does things. And if you can give me that list of things and make this clear to me so that I can grasp it and understand it, then I might choose to believe in God. But unfortunately, we can't because God's ways are so far beyond ours. And I have to choose God, just like Mary, I don't understand this. I don't know what you're doing. I don't understand how this can happen. I don't understand what you're going to do with me. I'm, I'm overwhelmed that you would even think about me and include me in what you're doing in this world. But I don't get it. But, as we're going to see in a moment, I believe in you. I don't understand. Admit it. We don't. And you and I, as Christians, have to live with that. I don't get to figure it all out. I don't get to have it nicely packaged. It's messy. I don't know. Okay? Next one. I then have to address my fears. (laughs) I have to address my fears. Notice what the angel says to her. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her. You found favor with God. Now, if you'll read scripture, and especially in the Christmas story, about every time an angel shows up, what's the first words out of its mouth? Don't be afraid. (laughs) Because you know what? When I don't control stuff... What's the, what's the obvious emotion? Fear. Oh no, I, I can't handle this. You know, I don't understand. And what we don't understand, we tend to fear. And we struggle because we're not in control. And God, I, I don't get it. I don't understand it. And so I'm a little apprehensive about what's going on and how this could work. And, you know, God, you know, I found favor with God. Now, I don't know about you, but I would think that if I found favor with God, everything's going to go easy, right? But have you ever noticed, especially in Scripture, when people find favor with God, life gets more complicated for them? You ever notice that? Life gets a little harder. The struggles get a little greater. And you know, oh, I I found favor with God. Oh, great. I'm so glad I've got favor with God. And then life gets hard. And then the struggles go on. And the issue is not our understanding, but our obedience. Because how do you address fear? You address fear by keep moving forward keep going on because here's what fear does for all of us it paralyzes us it causes us to not act we're afraid to step out and yet faith always requires a step doesn't it 
I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know how it's going to be, but I still choose to obey. I will do what is right. I don't get hung up because it doesn't make sense to me. I will not let fear hinder my walk with God. Even though as I keep going forward and moving forward, I'm not certain of where that's going to lead me and where that's going to take me. I would like to believe that each step forward makes life easier and easier, wouldn't you? But oftentimes when God says, don't be afraid, you've got favor with me, life gets harder. And then what happens? Well, God, why is it getting harder? Don't you love me? Don't you care for me? God, are you in this? And the questions keep swirling, don't they? And so the angel addresses her concern right off the bat. Confused and disturbed, Mary, don't be afraid. It's going to be okay. God's got this. Well, I know God's got it, but I don't. Keep moving. Keep doing it. And see, here's the struggle. I have to have this relationship with God where I trust him, where in essence I have the fear of God, but I keep going forward doing what God wants me to do, even though I don't understand what he's doing. That's called faith, isn't it? And here's what the writer says in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 17. He says, remember the heavenly father to whom you pray is no favorites. He'll judge or reward you according to what you do. So you must live in reverent fear of him during your time here as temporary residents. God, God, just, just so you know, God, what you're doing with my life is kind of putting me on edge. I'm a little afraid. I'd like to have a better handle on things. I'd like to have a little bit more clarity. But have you ever noticed God doesn't give you that? And here's why. I'll give you a simple explanation. We live by faith, which means this. God, I don't need answers to all of my questions as long as I know I have you. And as long as you're with me, I don't have to be afraid. I have the fear of God, beginning of wisdom. I want to do what God wants me to do. I don't want things to get turned around. I want to be obedient. I want to do what God wants. And so God, I'm in awe of what you're doing. I don't understand this and I know your ways aren't mine and I know you've got a plan in this and I know I'll never understand it. God, that puts me on edge a little bit, but I'm gonna keep moving forward. Don't be afraid. Now, I don't know what you're facing today. I don't know what you're going through, but here's what I can tell you. If God's with you, you don't need to be afraid. He'll help you. He'll take care of you. Well, but it's so hard. It's so frightening. I know. Mary knew. So you have to address your fears. And then you've got to be willing to serve another. Now, we, we talk a good game, but really putting this into play becomes a very difficult process. And Mary, the angel goes through all of this. He gives her a little explanation of what's going to happen and everything else. And yet she's, that doesn't, all it does is muddy the waters, doesn't it? 
But notice her response. I'm the Lord's servant. You have the right to tell me what to do. You have the right to come into my life and direct it however you choose. I surrender my will to yours. And one of the things that I have to understand is that God, whatever you want me to do, I'll do it. Well, how do I know what God wants you to do? Well, it's very simple. When you find yourself and where you find yourself right now at this moment, what God wants you to do is to do what's right according to him. Well, but if I do what's right, will everything work out fine? I don't know. Do it and find out. No, no, no. I want a guarantee, don't we? I want to know that if I do what's right, it'll all be good. If you're the servant, you don't get to ask those questions, do you? You just get to do what God tells you to do. But here's what I know. One of the greatest things that you can ever be called as a Christian is a servant. Now, we spent a lot of time on this in the previous weeks. We did a whole series on servanthood, didn't we? Jesus Christ came to be a servant. You and I are here to serve him. And so not only do I have to understand I don't get God, not only do I have to deal with my fears, but I have to put myself in a position where I understand I am here to serve God. And I don't know what that all looks like, except that for today, in this moment, I need to do what I know to do that will please God. And if I'll do what's right now, then God will take care of me down the road. Mark chapter 9, verse 35. Jesus calls his disciples together and he says to them, whoever wants to be first must take last place and be the servant of everybody else. Uh, Time out, Pastor. Um, I'm good with serving God, but I got to serve this nutcase. I got to serve people. That's why Jesus came to serve people. So I learned to live not for me, but for God, which means I have to live for others as well, doesn't it? And Mary, what God's asking you to do is not just for you, it's for others. It's not, Mary, just about you. It's about others. And Paul writes in Romans chapter 6, he says, look, Don't let any part of your body become an instrument of evil to serve sin. Instead, give yourselves completely to God. For you were dead, but now you have new life. So use your whole body as an instrument to do what is right for the glory of God. And so we come to that place where we have to be willing to say, God, okay, I'm your servant. Whatever you want to do is good with me. I will serve you and your purposes, not mine. And God, I'll do what you want me to do and ask me to do, even though I don't understand a bit of it, and I don't know what you're doing, and I know what my life is like, and I know what I'm going through, and I know what I'm facing, and I don't understand it, and I wish I could see you in it clearer, and I wish I knew how this was going to turn out, but God, I don't get that, and God, I'm a little bit apprehensive about what's going on and how it's going down, but God, here's the deal. I'm here to serve you. 
and I'm here to serve others. And that was Mary's attitude, and that's ours as well, isn't it? The answer is yes, by the way. Okay, just so we got that. So that means that I have to allow God to work in my life. God, my life is to be lived for you and not for me. I will do it. And, you know, here's the thing. She doesn't still have a clue. She's had it all explained to her, but do you think she understood everything? No. Just like you and I would still be, really? This gonna, like this? That's going to happen? How? how? What? What's going on? But notice what she says. May everything you have said about me come true. Let's see. I'm going to become pregnant. I don't have a husband, which means I could be stoned, which means people are going to talk about me. But God, if that's what you want, even though I don't get it, whatever you say, I want. Will you allow God to do in your life what he wants, not what you want? And Mary says, God, whatever you want to do, here I am. Now that demands complete surrender, doesn't it? It demands we get to that place where we say, God, there are no limits. And we all tend to put limits on God if we're honest. God, I'll serve. I did it when I was a kid. I, I still do it day at time. You know, God, I'll do whatever you want me to do. And in the back of your mind, I'll do everything except that. And how many of you know by now that the except that is probably what he wants you to do? Yeah. And God says, look, you do whatever you want. You see... <laughs> Her parenthood was unplanned. Her response was just simply, look, I'm the Lord's servant. May everything you say about me come true. And have you ever noticed that uh, a work with God always has two edges, great pain, great joy? And, you know, she embraces that. She is willing to accept God on his terms, no matter what the cost was. She was willing to do what God, God, you want me to forgive that person? God, look, I'll do whatever you want me to do, but I'm not forgiving them. We all have little areas, don't we? That we control, that God keeps trying to get into. May everything you say, everything you want, come true. She accepted the fact that suffering would come, that joy would come, that everything would happen. I don't get it. I don't know how you're going to work this out. I don't understand it. There's a little bit of concern on my part of what's going to take place. Uh, God, I hope you got the right person. Uh, you know, God, and, and my prayer more than I can count is, God, you and I need to talk about how much you think I can handle. You sure, you sure me? You want, you want me to do this? You want me to respond like that? Well, may everything you've said come true. It's the prayer that all of us have to learn to pray. 
It's reflected in Matthew chapter 6, verse 9, when Jesus is teaching us how to pray. Pray like this. Our Father in heaven, may your name be kept holy. May your kingdom come soon. And may your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Lord, in my life, may your kingdom rule and may your will be done in me just as it is in heaven. I'm your servant. Whatever you want, I'll do it. I don't get it. I don't understand it. But let's go. That's a really hard place to get to, isn't it? And yet when you look at this young gal, many believe Mary was still a teenager at this time, maybe in her late teens. And yet the angel shows up, explains to her of which she doesn't understand one bit. And yet she says, okay, I know you told me not to be afraid. I'll work on that one. I'm the Lord's servant. Whatever you want to do with me, I'm in. I'm in. It's hard to say you're in when you don't know how it's going to end up, isn't it? It's hard to say you're in when you don't know what it's going to cost you down the road, isn't it? It's hard to get to that place where you're willing to just, okay, I'm good, God. I don't get it. God, I don't understand what you want to do with me. I don't understand how this is going to work out. But God, whatever you want, I'll do it. That's a place you and I have to work out at a constant basis, isn't it? And that's where we find Mary. And why could she do this? How could she do this? How can we do it? Last point. Be absolutely convinced of God's ability. Notice what the angel tells her at the conclusion of things. The word of God will never fail. The word of God will never fail. Mary, hold on to this because nothing is impossible with God. Jesus said in his ministry, he looks at them intently and he says, humanly speaking, it's impossible, but with God, everything is possible. So Mary has this angelic visit and we all think, oh, I wish an angel would come and talk to me. Really? You know what that angel might be asking you, right? Something to do that you don't, well, I, I don't know. I don't get it. I don't know that I like that. But yet you find Mary doing it and you find some inter an interesting comment about her in two places early on in the story. First one's in Matthew chapter 2, verse 18. The, the shepherds come to visit her, and they, they were astonished. And Mary, after hearing them and listening to their comments, notice what she does. She keeps all these things in her heart and thought about them often. There comes a time when you have to source some things in here. Now, God, even though I don't get it, I'll hold on to it. I won't let it go. I don't know what it means. I don't know how it's going to happen. But I'm in. 
And I'll hold on to that because I know you always do everything well and do what's right. Later on, three days later, they finally find Jesus in the temple. He's 12 years old. And the religious teachers are listening to him asking questions. Remember, they left him and they come back to look for him. Three days have gone by. And all who heard him were amazed and understanding his answers because he's there teaching. And his parents didn't know what to think. Son, his mother said to him, why? No, why have you done this to us? A question we've all asked God, haven't we? God, why have you done this to me? Great question. Your father and I have been frantically searching for you everywhere. Jesus, well, you know, calmly, 12 years old. Well, why'd you need to search? Didn't you know I'd be in my father's house? They didn't understand what he meant. Boy, you wish you could understand something, don't you? He returned to Nazareth with them, was obedient to them, and his mother stored all these things in her heart. I don't get it. I don't understand it. But God's faithful. God will do what he's promised. And when you don't understand, you just continue to hold on because you know God's word never fails. God never fails. And he will take care of you. He will help you. Will it always be easy? No way. Will you always understand it? Hardly ever. But you keep going. And you may never know the whole story guy by the name of Job went through this. He didn't understand what God was doing. He had a lot of questions, but he just held on to his belief in God, and he never had the whole thing explained to him. But notice what he says in Job 22. Submit to God and you will have peace. Things will go well for you. Listen to his instructions and store them in your heart. Hold on to it, because you're going to need it down the road, aren't you? You're going to go through some hard times. Hold on to it. Mary had to watch her son die on a cross. Hold on to it. God's still at work. God's still doing what he's planned. Ephesians. I pray from his glorious unlimited resources. He will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Inner strength. You hold on to it then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will go down into God's love and keep you strong. And you may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, how deep his love is. Because you know what? When you're going through all the difficulties that life tends to bring your way, you need to hold on to something. And that one of those things is God loves me. God's doing what's good for me. God cares about me. And may you experience the love of Christ, though it's too great to understand fully. And you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Now all glory to God who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish, notice, infinitely more than we might ask or think. Wow. 
Isn't it a great ride? This walk with God. We see it in the servant. God speaks to her. I'm about to do something. Hold on to it. You might not understand it. In fact, you probably won't understand it, but don't be afraid. If you're willing to serve me, I'll take you on this journey. I'll make your life count for something. I'll give you the opportunity to have an influence on somebody. I'll I'll use you in ways you don't understand and can't even comprehend. And if you'll allow me, I'll take your life and make it matter. Are you all in? Are you willing to let me have my way? Are you willing to trust me? Do you know I love you? I won't fail. And I don't want you to fail. And so this morning, we're at a place where Mary was. At that place, are we willing to say, may everything you've said come true? God, I don't understand it, but may everything you've said come true. That's the Christian walk. That's the servant that was willing to do whatever God asks and whatever God wants. And he asked us today to do things that's beyond our understanding because his ways aren't ours, but he knows what he's doing if we'll allow him. Will you allow him in your life to do whatever he wants? Hard question, isn't it? We all want to say yes right away, don't we? But we don't fully understand all the ramifications of saying that. But yet that is always the proper response. So will you? Let's pray. Lord, today, we are at a season where we ponder this great story. And this young girl who didn't have a clue, and yet you chose her for some reason to accomplish what is beyond imagination. And yet she was willing. And she held on to the fact that you won't fail. And Lord, we find ourselves in the same place. You asking us to do things that we just don't get. Why you would use us? And how are you going to work this out? But your ways aren't ours but your ways are perfect. Ours are not. And so, Lord, we can't let fear rule. We can't let our control issues rule. We are your servants. And so, Lord, would you help each one of us here today to be willing to say, God, whatever you want to do with me, I'm all in. Here I am. Use me as you desire and help us to hold within our hearts how much you love us and how you never fail thank you 
for the privilege that is ours in serving you. May our lives be used as you choose. In thy name we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us for today's service. If you would like to talk with someone about what you've heard, please visit our website at faith.ag or call us at 239-543-2700. If you're in the Fort Myers area and don't already have a church home, you're invited to join us for Sunday morning at 815 and 1045 a.m. Faith Assembly is located at 7101 Bayshore Road. Join us again next week for Sunday morning. Faith Assembly Sunday Morning is a production of Faith Assembly Media Tech, North Fort Myers, Florida.